Hello and welcome to the Dive Deep, Climb High podcast. I'm Mel Luizu and together with my guests, we explore all different aspects of leadership in higher education. With inspiring stories, practical tips and a little bit of fishiness, this show will help you dive deep into the leader you are and climb high, unleashing your power and potential. Dive deep, climb high, can-do leadership in a world of can't. Before we get started, have you ever wondered what it would be like to work with a coach on a one-to-one basis? As a master NLP business coach, I work with a variety of people, helping them to articulate and achieve their goals. Research shows that working with a coach is one of the most effective ways to improve your performance at work. Interested? Then why not book in a chat with me using the Calendly link in the show notes. Together, we will dive deep and climb high. Today, we're going to be taking a look back at the first five episodes of season four. Episode 38 lead with unbounded empathy with the wonderful Joe Berry. Episode 39, The Power of Sound with the incredible Charlie Christie. Episode 40, Serenity in Leadership with the marvel that is Martin Lashkolnik. Episode 41, Collaboration is Key with the very enigmatic Robert Garnish. And finally, episode 42, Be Courageous, with my good friend, Alary Thomas. Oh my goodness, what a bunch of wonderful people, all with different experiences and skills that can hopefully help us all on our leadership journey. So first and foremost, the inspiration that is Joe Berry. I first heard Joe speak at a conference in September last year. I've heard lots and lots of brilliant speakers over the years, but I have never heard anyone that touched me as much as Joe did. She stood on the stage, stock still, no PowerPoint presentation, no flashy gimmicks, just her and her story. There were over 300 people in the room at the time and you could hear a pin drop. So inspiring was her story. And I didn't know until the end that I was actually crying silent tears. Her story touched me so much. But it wasn't just what she'd been through. It was the fact that she was talking about having empathy and she completely embodied what she was talking about. There is so much out there at the moment encouraging us to be authentic and here was this woman who had experienced real tragedy when her father was killed in the Brighton bombings by the IRA and she was just 27 years old. And listening to Jo speak, she that was a real crossroads moment for her. She had a choice. Could she do what many people would do and look for 
revenge to stay in that place of bitterness or could she choose to do something else and she chose another way she chose to have unbounded empathy and oh my goodness she met her father's killer and since then they have gone on to present at over 300 events across the world and as she said in the podcast she now considers him a friend I wonder how many of us could have chosen that option. I'm really not sure that I could. I know in my head it's the right thing to do because staying in that place of bitterness, of wanting revenge is not helpful. But actually knowing that and doing it are two different things. She chose a different way. And I think that's the message that I would like to share with people is that Sometimes, especially in the work environment, we often don't feel that we have a choice. But we do. We have a choice about how we respond. I wonder, do you always make the choice that other people would expect you to? Or would you be a little bit more brave and courageous? And in some way, all of my guests that I've spoken to, not just these five guests, but all the guests that I've spoken to since the podcast began, have in some way demonstrated at one point in their life or others that they can be brave. And that takes me on to Charlie, my teacher and friend, who has helped me understand the magic that is sound therapy. Now, at the moment, sound therapy is used very much in the healing world, but it hasn't been brought in to the corporate world. And that is something that I'm on a mission to do. So what is sound therapy? Well, think about it for a moment. Think about your favourite songs. What are the songs that you want to hear when you are in a really happy, high energy place? Do those songs differ when you're feeling a little bit melancholy and down? And are there songs that can immediately take you back to a happy time in your life, a sad time in your life? We all are exposed to sound therapy probably on a daily basis, but the sound therapy that Charlie uses that I am now trained in is using Tibetan singing bowls. And I love her analogy of how it works because depending what Google search you do, we as humans are made up of 70% water. So imagine throwing a stone into a still lake or pond and you see those ripple effects and then suddenly the water will settle. And that effectively is what sound therapy is about. The noises that we create, the vibrations that we create, cause a reaction with the water and the liquid in our bodies. It helps move things. But eventually, we come back to that place of stillness. And I'm so interested in how that sound therapy can work in the more business environment, which is why at the moment, I have five wonderful people working with me to experience what sound therapy and coaching combined can do for them. For most of them, we've completed month one and I'm going to be working with them over three months. And already 
I can see the results that it's creating. One particular person came to me very much focused on work, feeling overwhelmed, not knowing really which way to turn because there was so much for them to do. They also spoke about the fact that normally they would sleep really well, but actually recently they hadn't. So we had the coaching session. We set the intention for the sound therapy. They enjoyed the sound therapy and off they went. Two days later, I got an email from them saying that they'd slept really well for two nights and that also it felt like their mind had decluttered. How interesting is that? Because my third guest, Martin Lashkonig, talks about serenity in leadership. I don't know about you, but they're not two words that I would automatically suggest go together. Serenity, leadership, mm, maybe, but probably not. But actually listening to Martin talk and the journey that he'd been on, he'd studied with Buddhist monks, for a lot of his time. He talked about the fact that if you ask anybody when they get their best business ideas, it's not when they sat in a seven hour meeting, it's out when they're walking out in nature or they're having a shower or cleaning their teeth or doing something where they're not engaging their mind. That is when the best ideas happen. So if sound therapy can help us get into that state, then surely that has business benefits. And it's interesting because Charlie talked about the fact that she doesn't like the word leadership. She's had some really challenging experiences. And for her, leadership is about working together, co-creating something together, which is what happens in a sound therapy session. Charlie or I create the sounds, but it is you and your body and your intention that chooses what you do with that and how or if it can help you. Charlie also talked about after having her experiences and deciding that she wanted to opt for a different way of living, that actually she had to learn to be authentically her. That is something that Joe embodied. And it's something that Martin talked about as well. He could have very easily chosen to go down the entrepreneurial path, choosing models and methodologies and approaches that we think of as more business-like. But actually, he wanted to bring in the experiences that he'd had in India and from being with Buddhists and he wanted to bring those together. And why not? Because my belief is that following COVID, we are all looking for better ways to bring our working life and our personal life together. We all understand now that balance is better and balance actually helps us be more efficient. So three different guests with three quite different approaches. But actually we can take something from each of them and apply it to our leadership style. My fourth guest, Robert Garnish, is currently Executive Director of Commercial Services at the University of Glasgow. It was an absolute joy chatting 
to Robert because he comes from a background that is renowned for superb customer service, having spent much of his career at the John Lewis Partnership. Now, one of my very early guests, Andrew McMillan, was also from the John Lewis Partnership. And as I was chatting to to Robert, it was so clear that Robert and Andrew both share a passion for culture and customer service. And they understand that if they want to create that, if they want to encourage innovation, then they have to put people at the heart of what they do. They have to bring people together. And one of the stories that Robert shares is that he was bringing parts of the organisation together as one team. And when they first got into a room together, it was clear that whilst people had been working together for 10 years or more, they'd never actually met. How interesting is that? You know, there are so many organisations, so many managers and leaders out there that say our people are our greatest asset. We have to look after them. And yet their behaviour is incongruent with those statements. With Robert, I get the sense that they are totally congruent. So what would happen if we brought people together and then created some of that space, whether it's through sound therapy, whether it's through just slowing down and giving people the space and time they need to work together. A lot of my work is about bringing teams together. And actually, I love it because I'm just facilitating creating that environment for them to have the space and time to think about how they can work together better, how they can drive innovation, what they can do. And yet so often we see people saying, we've never got the time for that. We haven't got the time to just sit and do nothing or have a team building day or even a couple of hours out. My response to that would be, Can you really afford not to? Because there is much research out there showing the benefits of bringing people together. And I ask you, when do you have your best ideas? Is it sat round a table thrashing over a problem? Or is it when you let go, you relax, you kick back and you just have some space? Robert also talked about the importance of collaboration. Now, in the HE sector, collaboration is key. It is in all sectors, but for the HE sector, it feels like it's more important. And if you look at the values of many leading universities, collaboration is one of their values. And yet again, it's something that we don't do very well. I loved Robert's phrase that in the time he's been at Glasgow, he's been helping his team understand that things aren't black or white, right or wrong, or even yes or no. And that as leaders, much of our job is about managing the grey, managing that piece in the middle, That means, sure, I might have to give up something that I wanted, just as you may have to give up something that you wanted. But actually, by doing that, we can come together, we can collaborate and we can move forward. So interesting that Robert said when he first brought his team together, he asked them to bring a piece of music that inspired them. Music, sound, serenity, 
unbounded empathy. It's almost like I plan to bring these guests together. And then my final guest, Aleri Thomas, my good friend, who asked me not to do what I normally do, which is have a conversation with a guest beforehand to agree the area that we are going to explore. Although my questions and the conversation is never, ever scripted. But she said she didn't want to do that. She wanted us to rock up and see what happened. So we did. We rocked up and I felt, even though I didn't know what the conversation would be, that actually the topic was about curiosity and courageousness. As Aleri shared her story, so it became obvious that at certain times in her life, she was really courageous, not least deciding that after having worked at Aberystwyth University for over two decades, she was going to step away and choose a completely different path. All of my guests at some time in their life have been courageous. Joe for choosing unbounded empathy over revenge. Charlie for exploring the world of sound and stepping away from the corporate environment. Martin for wanting to bring serenity into leadership. And Robert from making that step from retail to HE. We are all courageous at some point in our lives. And I think as leaders, we need to demonstrate that courageousness. Sometimes you have to go against the flow. Sometimes you have to stand up for what is right. And sometimes you have to behave in a way that you think you will get the most from your team. And so often that can be by creating space and time and seeing what happens when we bring people together and as Charlie said we co-create. Five amazing conversations with five wonderful people. Now I'm not saying that you need to try out every idea that they have but if there's something in there, if there's something in this conversation today or in an episode that you've listened to that you want to try, then do it. Be courageous. Step out of your comfort zone and see what happens. That's what Robert has done at Glasgow. He's given his team permission to try something new. Surely it is better to have tried than to think, I wish we'd done that. Be courageous and enjoy your leadership journey. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dive Deep, Climb High podcast with me, Mel Luizu. To help build our community of leadership listeners, please leave me an Apple podcast five-star review. Remember, our fishy adventure doesn't have to end here. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Links are in the show notes. Dive deep, climb high, can do leadership in a world of can't.